Welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. Like always, I'm your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by the boys, Kyle Lynch and Matt Beck. And this week, do not adjust, don't adjust your headphones, whatever you're listening through. Yes, we're going to talk about fucking Matt. I know, I can't believe I got those two to play it. They know nothing about football, but you know what? The boys were good sports. Fun there. <laughs> they were good sports, and they gave it a try. So let's talk about Madden first before we get into the game that all three of us were really excited for, or really rather expansion. But let's talk about Madden. Uh, Kyle, you played it alongside me first because we obviously game share through PlayStation. So uh, Madden, one of the first, uh, is this the first Madden you've ever played? Actually, for both of you, I know Matt, that's probably your first Madden, right? It is. So Kyle, what about you? Was that your first Madden or no? I couldn't remember if you told me or not. It actually is not. My first Madden uh, was on the GameCube Madden. I want to say it was like Madden 0405. It would, dude. It <laughs> me and my family used to play it all the time, dude. That and Tiger Woods PGA Tour, dude. The two. Well, that's that's a lot of years, man. That's a lot of years in between playing Madden. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine how, how much different it looks now. Obviously, compared to the game, I never. The first time I ever played Madden was on the PS2. So, I mean, it looked it looked good for a PS2 game, but uh, let's talk about Madden 22. Uh, it's a franchise that's been scrutinized a lot, but let's let's you know, I think all three of us relatively we enjoyed what we played of it. We all played it on PS5. Kyle, what did you think about it? Honestly, it is I I would say I I'm still a relatively new player to uh sports games and to uh the Madden franchise. And I got to say going into it I wanted to be as unbiased as possible because obviously this is not really uh, my field of game. And I played, I think, the the opening game, which was um, the the Chiefs versus the Bucks, and then yep. I played a game after that, and I was hooked. I was like, wow, I'm actually enjoying this game partially because I you know I I was actually scoring so some pretty good uh touchdowns but I actually I I really enjoyed this game um I think that it looks you know the one thing I I really uh I really talked about with Rusty was the transitions I thought that they are so clean yep. and they happen so fast like you'll have a play and then they'll show you a replay of something you just did and it, I mean it transitions just like that it's it's insane how fast it is, and it really shows off, you know, the uh, the hardware on these new systems. I I gotta say, the uh, the face of the franchise. I think that's the the story mode. It was actually, you know, it was it's kind of you know generic, you know, sports story, but it, it's pretty fun. I like that I was able to create my own character, and you know, you get to start, you know, from high school, and then you get into college, and then you know, you get drafted by the NFL, and you know, it, it's a lot of fun because it actually teaches you, you know, how to play. And I wasn't just, you know, going into games just <laughs> getting my ass whooped over and over and over again, and you know, it, it's a lot of fun. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I think that I told you guys what I was surprised a lot by, especially when I was just kind of what I do with Madden, what I do with really every sports game every year is I kind of gauge what people think about it early on that had early access to it. Uh, so typically, you know, YouTubers or streamers, I'll typically look at like you know what they're saying about it to get an idea of how worth it the game is going to be on launch day because uh, Madden Twenty One was rough. It had a very very rough launch. Uh, they clearly used assets from Madden Twenty that were 
in the game that still said Madden 20 on them. So the launch was fairly rough for Madden 21. Um, and I heard a lot of people say that this year's game uh, felt kind of like it was just as rough and that it almost wasn't ready to be released, that players weren't very responsive when you moved the stick or when you tried to maneuver to go make a tackle or to make a play on a ball. Um, and they said that it, it was the, believe it or not, if I don't know, you two won't believe this. There were a lot of people that said the frame rates were very choppy. And so I don't know how big the patches were that got released, you know, for the, you know, day, as far as day one or day zero patches went, but I couldn't help but think that maybe people were only playing on like the PS4 or the Xbox one version. I couldn't help but think maybe this is just last gen because on the PS5, I've experienced none of those issues. The responsiveness has been great. Uh, the gameplay for Madden, in my opinion, is the best it's been in a long, long time. The last Madden that I legitimately enjoyed was probably Madden 17. And even then, you know, I had it for about a month and then I took it back inevitably. So it's, I don't know where all the criticism is coming from. It's not a perfect game, but I also don't think any sports game is. I mean, like Kyle said, face of the franchise, it's pretty generic. It's, it's, you know, 2K has been doing story modes for a long time in their my career mode. And face of the franchise is kind of similar. It's kind of generic. It's kind of basic. It's not really anything special, but it's good enough. And it's good, I think, at teaching you the game. And Kyle, I know that's what you told me is that it taught you uh, the ways of the game. Matt, your first Madden. Uh, I know that me and you spent a lot of time on it on uh, on Thursday night, just kind of essentially boot camping it for this episode so that you could essentially, you know, learn the game a little bit, play a couple games and get everything down. Tell me uh, how user-friendly do you think this game is in terms of new players? So coming off from this being my very first Madden game, this game was very, you know, new user-friendly, actually. I do owe a lot of, uh, I, I owe a lot of it to you, Rusty. You've been a great <laughs> coach for me uh, playing this game. Um, I did not really understand it that well um, when it came to the defensive or being offensive. I was like having issues like you know selecting which you know uh, to choose from right before the kickoff uh and i'm I'm still not very educated in the, in the field of football normally when football's on the tv it, you know when i was growing up i tuned out um but i got a much better understanding of how the game works when it comes to like how the field works um and uh i would definitely say that i i'm still a little not so sure how the plays work because there's so many to choose from. Like I, I can't even really remember. I just know there's like run, pass. Like there's these different ones, and I, I still enjoyed it. Like I know nothing about football, but I still had a good time playing it and learning how the mechanics work. And um, you know, taking something because it's it's old of a sport as football, which a, a lot of people are. You know, it's like the number one sport in the, in America. And um, getting to kind of, you know, see from their point of view, like, you know, what's entertaining about it. And I think Madden does that really well. And it it can introduce people who don't know nothing about football and and to, uh, you know, learning about it and maybe finding interest in it. And I'm very glad that I took the I took the chance on playing it just like I did with MLB. Um, Growing up, I've never played sports games. I've never really played sports um, either. So uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, learning how how it works, how it plays, and uh, um, you know, just um, expanding the kind the types of games that I've played because I've you know never playing a sports game. I didn't think I'd ever would give them a chance, but I'm I'm, I'm really glad that I did. 
I'm glad that I've opened up my uh, my viewpoint on the genres of games to play and uh, definitely would, you know, maybe even look into other sports games like, you know, FIFA even. Just, you know, I, you know, with, with, with there being so many different types of sports um, with these games, like, you know, uh, just want to jump into them and, uh, you know, expand how many types of sports games I play. FIFA is probably the one franchise I will tell you you probably don't need to dabble in because it's not been good for a little over five or six years. But but I'm also not a big soccer fan, so that's worth saying there. I think a lot of people a lot of people like FIFA. FIFA is very pay to win. And I think that's one of the biggest criticisms with um one of the biggest modes in this version of Madden, just like it is every year with you know, Madden Ultimate Team or Mutt. Uh it's very pay to win. And it's hard to feel like it's not pay to win because essentially it's essentially fantasy football. You pick a team that you want to represent, you know, on your profile. Me, it'd probably be the Titans since I'm a huge Titan fan. And you essentially buy packs of cards digitally on there. And the players you get are the players you can plug into your lineup and use in the game. Well, the problem is the more money you spend, the better packs you can open, the better players you get. Madden Ultimate Team has been pay to win for a long, long time. But. So has so has my team on 2K. So has Hockey Ultimate Team on on NHL. Uh, you could say the same thing just about on MLB The Show with their Ultimate Team. Uh, I don't think that's changing anytime soon. And I know it's possible to have success without spending a lot of money. I've done that on a lot of these games. But it feels it's it's a little cheap when you know you are just you know playing the game to have fun. You play online against somebody. And they've clearly got the best players, the 99 overall players that are just, they're just OP. They're better than your players. And that's essentially why you end up losing is, yeah, you might know how to use your players better, but they're 99 overalls. They're faster, they're stronger, they're better than you. So, hockey, or, hockey god damn. Anyway, Madden, Madden Ultimate Team, you know what? I'm not even going to edit that out. I don't even care. But <laughs> Madden Ultimate Team, very pay to win. But I think we can agree uh, rest of the game as a whole, very, very solid. So, uh, Kyle, would you recommend this game? I think we know Matt answered this point. I think he would. Would you recommend this to a big football fan? Would you recommend it and say, hey, you know, I know it's 60 bucks, 70 bucks. Would you recommend someone, you know, buying this game? Oh, 100%. As a, as a newcomer, essentially, I, I enjoyed this. If you're a fan of Madden, if you've played the previous Madden games, I'm telling you, this one is definitely a, a must-have, especially on the next-gen consoles. If you have a PS5, get it on the PS5. I promise you, it is beautiful. I I 100% recommend this game. So speaking of the PS5, let's talk about our next uh, game, or again, as I mentioned earlier, expansion, because Ghost of Tsushima's director cut came out uh, a week ago. And with it came the Icky Island expansion that adds, I think people said roughly when you factor in the exploration story, all that, it's about the same length as the Izuhara section. I hope I pronounced that right. I probably didn't. But it's about the same length as that. It's it's It adds about 8 to 10 hours, and the expansion ends up being about 30 bucks in total. So uh, as a whole, I think we all three really enjoyed this uh, added story expansion. It's added... A couple new wrinkles to the gameplay. Uh, Icky Island itself is a really big new area to explore. There's a lot there. The uh, Kyle, obviously, you know, one thing we did was we found all the PlayStation armors with uh, the Bloodborne, God of War, and Shadow of the Colossus armors. I think, Matt, you probably found them too at this point. Um, what what were our overall thoughts about that? What did we think about this, this added story of, you know, 
going back into the footsteps of Jin Sakai, uh, taking on the Mongols this time in a new area with a whole new antagonist. I I really enjoyed that they brought in a new enemy type. Um, I know yes. that at at the beginning we were kind of frustrated trying to figure out why um, you know none of our stances were working against the proper enemies that we were going up against until we realized that they were getting buffed by um, the shamans. And so you had to go and kill the shamans first before you could take out, you know, any of the any of the other enemies. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be attacking them over and over and over, and they don't budge. You cannot stun them whatsoever. And I thought it was really interesting because I, uh, I when I was playing the game initially, I liked to do a lot of stealth. And so it kind of changed up because I would like to go and take out the, you know, the heavy guys first, and then I'd try to take out the ranged guys, and then I'd just you know, go and stand off whoever's left. But this kind of changed it up for me because I had to start, you know, finding where the shamans were. And usually they were just in the middle of everyone and it was so hard to get to them. So I really, really liked that it made me think a lot more. It made me really, you know, kind of re-experience the game in this new expansion. Um, The story was fantastic. I think that, you know... It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. I think it was just the right length. And the final boss fight. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, I I just, I have no words. That that boss fight was fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm with you on all of those 100%. That this, this is a really good story expansion. Um, it opens up a little bit bit of a that i think just about every story based dlc in any game has where it's like like it's taking place on Iki island you know when the mongols initially invade tsushima and i I brought up the point of like how in the world did jen and yuna and the entire crew that you're with on on the island how did you not ever hear about island for you it opens it opens a very very weird can of worms there but willing to look past that uh, I love the story expansion. Like you mentioned, the final boss fight against the eagle, awesome. I thought that that was one of my that was that's my favorite moment in the game. Period. Right now is that final boss fight because it was the right mix of story and gameplay and getting good as well. That boss fight was not easy, not an easy boss fight whatsoever. I remember uh, when you, whenever the eagle actually like you know landed a blow against me, it took down a healthy chunk, a, a very very big chunk of my health. So it was not an easy fight at all. Uh, Matt, one thing that I think me and you agreed on, though, in regards to this story, it can sometimes get a little irritating with how often, uh, you know, the eagle kind of cuts in randomly during missions. Like, you know, after she poisons you and you kind of have those visions that she puts in your head, she's, you know, talking to you through the hallucinations. The trope kind of got old a little bit at one point. did, but but talk about your thoughts on the story, Matt. What did you think about all this new stuff we learned? Um, starting off for the story, I love the fact that this this expansion didn't necessarily try to make it feel like a brand new t- you know a brand new game. I mean, yes, you are you know interacting with similar characters, but also introduces a bunch of new characters as well that all you know have interesting storylines with new side quests with other characters because this is one of the things that. Ghost of Tsushima did really well, or side quests, and it continues on that with this expansion. Um, my favorite th- thing, as far as the story goes, is the fact that 
in the main game, you don't really learn much about your father. Yep. Um, you don't really know much about him. You you know you get the you get the flashback cut scene where it shows a young Jin watching his father being you know killed, and we didn't know that that happened on Icky Island because at the time we didn't even know the existence of this place. So they expanded on that and kind of went into further details as to what led to the death of uh, I'm gonna say his name right, Kaz Kazu. Hey, Kazumasa is that Kazumasa? I think that's what that is. Yeah, that led to his death, and it really explores the relationship between Jin and his father. And you actually see that his father's a bit of a hard ass on him. And most of you know Jin's best memories come from his mother. They introduced a lot of interesting like things to develop into the story about Jin's mother, like how he talks about. Um, You'll find these sections of the game where you play the flute, which has a really nice use of the uh, of the controller, where you yes. tilt up and down to play the flute. Uh, you'll find cat shrines and deer shrines, and uh, you know Jin will kind of go into a little monologue about you know stuff involving him and his mom, and you just see that peaceful side to him. Whereas you'll you'll find these uh, these sections in the game that kind of do like a little flashbacks with your father, and you'll see how hard he was on Jin leading up to him becoming a samurai. Um, and I, I love the fact that we got to expand into that and we get a much better understanding as to what caused Jin to hesitate so much watching his father being killed by the, uh, what do they call the, the Raiders or yeah. Yeah. So, and then with, with the Eagle, yeah, I'm going to go kind of go straight back onto that right quick with the Eagle. Um, that was very entertaining, especially because, you know, Kyle said it, he likes to play stealth and you're trying to, sneak around in mongol bases camps and to uh you know if you're playing if you, if you play that way but the eagle constantly interrupts you it's like no matter what you're doing could be just climbing something could be riding your horse the eagle constantly that poison kicks in and then you're just you know hearing the eagle's voice and it happens way too much like i'm just trying to play this game i don't want to hear you talk like girls chill calm down um and this game also uses the uh, the dual sense very well. Haptic feedbacks are pr very well used um, yes. with the grapple hook now. You will, uh, you know, R two. You'll find like these boards that you want to pull down in order to uh, access crevices in order to uh, get further um, into the areas you're exploring. And I, I like the fact that this game feels so natural to the PlayStation Five, even with the uh, horses galloping. You can you can just feel that in the controller. So love that everything didn't feel tacked on with the controller it just felt so natural um and going back to the combat uh is another thing i praise ghost of Tsushima for uh you know having to relearn everything because it's been about a year since i played ghost of Tsushima like all the way through so i had myself to had to relearn the stances and everything but it's it's so it's so easy to learn and i just got straight back into it like i never took a break from playing the game um but this game is this is definitely worth the twenty dollars. Uh, technically, it's thirty dollars altogether because it's ten dollars for the upgrade, twenty dollars for the uh, expansion. But this this is definitely well worth the money, and I'm super happy that you know we got to continue with Ghost of Tsushima and that we're not having to wait years for whatever comes next because I think that this game is so brilliant. It's so well done. It's so much fun. It was so great to go back into that world. And, you know, they also added some, you know, new legends. So you got new gear. And then with the upgrade to the horse, because now the horse actually has some use in combat, which 
Absolutely love that. That's it feels so satisfying when you're just mauling down a bunch of Mongols on the horse. So uh I, I'm I'm super glad that we got this expansion. Yeah, I think that one thing for me that this expansion did a lot better than the main game did was I thought the writing was much more uh accurate to what was going on on screen. It was it was the the writing as a whole in terms of dialogue, in terms of just how the story flowed, the writing was a whole lot better this time around. One of my biggest complaints in the base game was that uh, Jin's uncle, you know, Lord Shimura, he was very poorly written, in my in my opinion, because he talked about how, you know, Jin would be teaching people to fear the ghost, when that wasn't really the case. People weren't really fearful of the ghost at any point. So I, I think that... This this was much more well written. I thought that as a whole, I thought the Eagle was a better protagonist than both Lord Shimoda, spoiler alert, if you haven't played the freaking game, uh, or Coton Khan. I thought Coton Khan was a good was a good antagonist. I liked the Eagle more personally. I thought the Eagle was was more maniacal and just more charismatic than the Khan was. I thought that the Khan just kind of lacked a little bit of emotion in the performance. Um, that's just me. But the writing is really what sealed it. And everything Matt just said about the story, learning more about Jim's father, Jen's father, realizing that, you know, he was an ass. He wasn't a good person. And the, the, the game, the base game before doesn't really portray him as a great person, but it doesn't also portray him as a bad person. And the thing is, and one of my favorite parts in this DLC is when Jen is talking to one of the Raiders, one of the leaders, Tenzo, new character who is awesome, by the way, uh, he's talking to him and he's telling him about his father's death and, you know, there's a very specific line of dialogue he has where he goes, you know, I saw my father die in front of me. I had the chance to stop him or, or to stop it from happening, but I didn't. And I thought it was very interesting that he said, I didn't, not I couldn't. Because saying I didn't says, you know, you could have very easily stopped it, but you chose not to. And I think, especially with how the story wraps up, and again, play this for yourself so you can see it firsthand. How the story wraps up, that tells me that Jin believed that that was what his father deserved. And I love how the ending of this DLC is it's about taking down the eagle, but it's also about Jin learning to come to terms with his past. Coming to terms with the fact that he let his father die. Coming to terms with the fact that his father was not a good human being, and that it ends up being about forgiveness in Jin forgiving his father, and also forgiving himself for making that decision in that moment. So... I think that this is a very well-written DLC. It's absolutely worth the money. The PS5 upgrade is gorgeous. It's already a beautiful game to look at, but my God, it looks even better now. Smooth, buttery smooth, 60 frames per second. Uh, this game, really, I thought it was a great game last year. I thought that it was deservingly in the conversation for Game of the Year. And as I've told Kyle, who, you know, when we did our Game of the Year rankings last year, if not for Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima probably would have would have gotten my Game of the Year vote. Would have gotten my Game of the Year vote, and it probably would have won Game of the Year. Even though knowing saying that, it would have probably gone to fucking Animal Crossing when it didn't deserve it. But, <laughs> but main point here: it was a great game last year. It's an even better game now, thanks to that upgrade, thanks to Icky Island. It adds a whole lot of story, um, and I think that anybody that likes this game or enjoyed this game, you one hundred percent should play this expansion because it's fantastic but that's gonna do it for this episode of side mission be sure to check us out on twitter at side mission pod you can follow me and matt as well because kyle thankfully only runs the side mission twitter and doesn't have his own 
<laughs> We've tried that out. It didn't work. <laughs> but be sure to give all of us a follow on there. And if you want to check out some of our older episodes, check out Newstalk949.com uh, on the internet or YouTube for some of our even older episodes. Past that, just look up Side Mission Podcast. I said it in the last episode. I'll say it again. Just look for the account that's got like minimal followers. You'll find this. It's pretty simple. <laughs> but for the boys, Kyle Lynch, Matt Beck, I'm Rusty Ellis. Thanks for listening. Yeah.